Welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. These podcasts are designed to motivate, educate, and to inspire you to take huge action in your life, to change your life from this moment on. I interview inspiring guests with amazing stories that you can hopefully learn from, relate to, and spur you on to achieve big things. If you want to follow my personal journey and all the different things that we do, please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry Blackburn property. Me, myself, I've been from rags to riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses in over millions of pounds. I have a multi-million pounds portfolio of property up in the northeast of England. I am by no means done yet. So please get in touch if you love the show. If you have any feedback for me, I'd really appreciate that. And I'm happy to help as many people as I possibly can. That's what this show is all about. So enjoy the episode. Take care, have a fantastic day, and don't just take notes, take action. Just before the podcast starts, I just wanted to let you know I've released a book on Amazon called Be a Lion. So Be a Lion is about how to dominate and how to be successful in every part of your life. The four main parts of your life being your business or your career, your property, empire, your property business, uh, your health and fitness, and your relationships. Now, if you can be more successful in those four areas, business, property, health and fitness and relationships, I'd imagine your life's going to be quite a bit better. It's not one or the other. It's not sacrificing your health and fitness in order to be successful at work. And it's not being really, really wealthy, you know, at the expense of your, your relationship. You can be happy, successful content in every single part of your life. And the book does explain how I do that and how I believe you could replicate what I've done and just be a little bit better in each part of your life. So it's on Amazon, be a line. It's 15 quid, cost of a Domino's pizza. I'm sure everyone listening to this can afford 15 quid and it might just change you and it might just make you a little bit better in each part of your life. So pop on Amazon, grab it. That'll be massively appreciated and enjoy this podcast. Have a fantastic day. Hi, and welcome to the Rags to Riches show with myself, Terry Blackburn. Now, today's guest is a guy from all the way in Florida, in America. Uh, he's been an entrepreneur for around about 13 years. He's involved in the real estate space over in, in, in the States, particularly wholesaling. He's coaches and mentors a lot of people over there to help them get into property, into wholesaling, and also becoming entrepreneurs. And more recently, he's released a book, and he's also helping people create their own content so they, so they can also be a coach. Really good, really interesting guy. I've, I've been speaking to him online. I've uh, got a really cool Instagram if you want to have a check him out. It's Chris Bruce. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on, my friend. I know it's, it's a bit of a time difference. So, uh, <laughs> it's almost nighttime. Yeah, and it's morning there. So uh, thank you for coming on. Um, so what we like to do, Chris, is we like to just talk about your story, really, hopefully inspire as many of the listeners as possible from, from what you've achieved and what you currently do. So first of all, could you just tell us just briefly um, how you first got into property? Well, then after that, we'll talk about the key highlights of your property journey, what you've achieved and things, and we'll talk about that. But first of all, how did it how did it start for, for you, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, <clears throat> You know, it's perfect because it fits the theme of the rags to riches because, boy, I have a story. Uh, I yeah. bought my property when I was 21. And mm-hmm. uh, what happened was uh, I was a tenant. I had a tenant in there. I was a you know, landlord, basically. Things were going good for a while. But 
Um, as you may or may not know, the real estate market, you know, crashed here in the U.S. We had a big recession. And so anyways, um, due to that and the passing of my tenant, I ended up having a property that I no longer was able to keep up with. So unfortunately, I ended up having to foreclose on that property. Um, so now I'm 22 years old. I don't have a uh, I don't have the property anymore. It's bad on my credit. I have a foreclosure. <clears throat> and I'm trying to figure out what's my next move. Uh, I'm getting ready to have my first child. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I did have a job, a corporate job. Uh, I was making, you know, a little bit of money, but it wasn't enough to, you know, keep up with the bills and have a little money over on the side. So ended up coming across the advertisement of a guy that was doing exactly what I'm doing now, which is flipping real estate. But at the time, uh, he just... He positioned it so well that it was like, this is what I need to do. First off, it was about flipping foreclosure homes and I had just foreclosed on the homes. I was like, man, if I knew this information before, I probably could have saved myself from foreclosure. Two, he was talking about the one thing that we all want today, freedom. And I was like, I want to be free from my job. I want to have my, you know, be financially free. And so long story short, we ended up investing in his program. Um, and that's how I got started in real estate space. It's just going through his course. And, and was that anybody that's particularly well known? Was it a local person or a, a, a big sort of person in that mm -hmm. space? Was it Robert Kiyosaki stuff or was it Cardone or anything like that? Who was this guy? So <clears throat> it was uh, a guy named Preston uh, Ely. And um, at the time, he was big in the industry. Uh, this, again, this is 2009. You know, he's not, he's not even around anymore now. He's totally off the grid. But back then, he was, like, the big, you know, guy okay. in, in the industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So, so after that, so then what, what happened after that? Did, did, you, did you go really heavy into property at that point? And, and did it take off? So what, what happened there? And is there any key lessons from that, that growth oh, man, section? A lot of lessons because I thought now that I have this course, I'm just going to follow directions and I'm going to make money. The total opposite. Mm -hmm. I ended up going all in, but what happened was I ended up putting 26 properties under contract and none of them closed. Um, I was making mistake after mistake after mistake following the course. <laughs> but what I learned in those journeys of making those 26 mistakes was how to mentally prepare myself to be strong because most of the time, you know, we end up giving up after the first or second try. Mm. And it made me, for one, end up continually being a person that I got to keep working on this. I got to figure this stuff out. <clears throat> so sometimes I did want to quit, but it taught me to be persistent. Um, it taught me to, you know, again, be mentally strong and realize that the journey that I'm trying to get to from going to where I was to where I need to be at is not a straight road. A lot of times it's, you know, uh, it's a little swerving around you have to pivot. And so finally, after my 27th one, I ended up closing a deal, made $5,000 and it was over there. <laughs> <laughs> did you get, did you get the bug for it then? That was it. You knew that was what you were going to do. Yeah. Like it was, what, what that check was, was as confirmation of all my hard work, of all my sweat, 
of all the back and forth for people telling me that, you know, this is not going to work out for you. Stop thinking that you can do this. You can, you know, basically telling me all the things that was not positive. Uh, but I had ended up learning to block that stuff out and again, develop a strong mindset. I tell people, entrepreneurship sometimes feel like getting in the ring with Mike Tyson with no, with no headset. You're going to get knocked around a little bit, you know, but as long as you get up to fight another day, as long as you get up to, you know, go after your dreams and goals, it's going to happen. Eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. I think that's a good point because, you know, a lot of people look on social media and they see all the success and all the good stuff, but half mm -hmm. the time they don't realize half of the bad stuff that's being on, that's happened before that. And the disappointment, mm -hmm. the heartache, you know, I've experienced a lot of that in my life too, with all the businesses and the property, you know, it does happen. It's never, ever plain sailing. And anybody that tells you that it is plain sailing are normally full of that, you know, full of shit. I swear. <laughs> they deserve it. But they, but they do, right? And, and I think I also picked up on what you said there. Mindset is, and that resilience mm -hmm. that you built over that 26 deals that went wrong, again, is you know, learning from your mistakes is, is, is probably the best way to learn. I'd say it's quite hard to take at the time, but, you know, doing theory and being told, oh, you might make a mistake. You learn a little bit from that, but actually making the mistake, you, you learn a lot from more from that. Right. More um, from it, absolutely. And so, so I completely agree with, with what you, what you're saying. So, so did you, did you really scale that business up from that point? Did you do a lot of deals? How, how did that sort of go? Yeah. So, um, what was crazy is, uh, and I, I, I'm my mistake for not taking. So during this time of trying to figure the business out and make money, I ended up getting my car repossessed. So I had no car, um, and you know I had no way. I had to borrow my mom's car to try to get to appointments to meet homeowners and stuff like that. But what happened was, um, I ended up finally getting the business. Uh, where I was making consistent money, about two deals a month. And in that time, I also ended up winning a Hummer from my mentor. Um, it was a contest. It was the craziest thing ever. I wanted a MacBook, a software, and a Hummer. So I went from not having a car to, you know, four or five months later, I, I got <laughs> own uh, Hummer with my company wrapped around it. It was crazy. But yeah, <clears throat> from there, I was able to put systems in place. And that's the key thing for any entrepreneur that's like listening to this is that the key into, um, to being able to make money consistently is having a system and a good team. And so I started to learn to develop how to do that. And I only had one other, <clears throat> excuse me, one other person that I was on my team, a virtual assistant. But from there, it allowed me to be able to scale the business where we started doing a few deals a month. And um, yeah, I just started really, again, just investing in myself and learning different things that I didn't know about when it came to business, because, you know, I was a fairly new entrepreneur. I had no idea, you know, how this stuff worked all the way, you know? So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think, again, that's another really good point. It, it, it's something we've got a team of over hundred people in, in one of the businesses that I run and without hmm. systems and processes, like there's no way that that business could run the way it runs. Like you can't, you can't, and that's a lot. Of, a lot of people think I'm an entrepreneur. It's all on me. I'll do everything. I'm the CEO. I'm the salesman. I'm the admin. Yeah. I'm the office manager, and all these hats. Mm -hmm. If you put systems and processes in place, if you're not there, someone just picks up the process, understands right. it, and they run with it, right? 
Um, yep. Like you, you rightly said, you know, in order to scale, you need that team. Um, mm-hmm. It can't all be you. You don't really have a business if it's just you. That's just a, a job, right? Um, There's all of a paid job. Yeah, yeah, stressful, really <clears throat> high intensity, uh, high pressure job if it's just you because <laughs> it's all on you. You, you fucked up if you're not there. Um, yeah, man, I love that. So, um, so yeah, are you still doing the sort of property stuff or are you more into the sort of coaching and stuff now? Um, yeah, so as I started to, to go on um, being here for so long, I started to get into passive income because one thing that every body should get into eventually is go from solely focusing on earned income to getting that passive income. So what I started to do is I started to buy investment properties uh, to be able to create that passive income. And then I created an online business where I was able to teach others my expertise and knowledge and create cash flow um, passive income from that as well too. So now uh, I still focus mainly on just coaching people. Um, I don't have an active, super active post on the business. I partner up with people to still bring in deals, but our company actively doing deals. No, we're not. Well, we've been just focusing on the coaching side of things on it. And, and it's, it takes a lot of our time. Yeah. Now I can imagine. And, and was there a reason why you moved away or moved into the, the coaching approach to the, the wholesale? Yeah. So, um, we looked at what our goals were and started to see the thing about it is, is that what we wanted to accomplish um, financially, it made more sense to get into coaching. And plus it's something that I love. I absolutely love helping people make money in real estate. And I actually got really good at it. And so I was like, to hit our income goals, it'll be easier and more fulfilling to do coaching than it was to continue still doing the business. Now, we are playing with the fact that uh, here in the US, the things that are going on, we're probably gonna start it up again because there's a lot of opportunities coming our way. But we just made a decision around, uh, I would say 2018, once 2019 to say, you know, we're gonna really just focus on just the coaching aspect of things. And that's what we've been doing. Okay. Because um, I, I think there's a lot of, certainly in the UK anyway, is a lot of people, I don't know if you find this in America, um, but in the UK, what frustrates me a little bit is there's a lot of people um, claiming to be a coach or, you know, that one minute they're a property investor, literally they've only been on Instagram <laughs> six months and then they're a coach and actually coaching people and people are paying these people money, you know, to coach them on something that they don't really know themselves. I mean, do you find uh, that in America? Because oh, you can charge quite a bit of money for coaching, right? And, and there's a lot of people who want the skill, want the result of being a, a property investor. They don't know how, so they look for a coach. Do, do, is that happening in America too? Is there a lot of people just saying that they're a coach? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because people a lot of times will see an opportunity that, oh, I can make money. Because if you think about during the gold rush, right when when go rush happened a lot of people that got money um that made the most money anyway were people that were not digging for gold but the people that were selling the shovels right and so people would see oh you know what i like that, I like that one i like right? that one. I, I can get i can get rich selling shovels to the people that are digging for gold so if you're looking to do this 
I can make more money showing you versus me actually doing it, right? And people skip the step. And that's why I tell anybody, if you're going to get into any type of coaching and mentorship program, the best thing that you can do for yourself as far as due diligence is to one, ask yourself, do they have the success in life that you want? Two, have they been able to duplicate that with other people? Because a lot of people are very good at doing something themselves and they can't even teach you because they're so high level of their expertise. They don't know how to get down to that level of like beginner entry level to even teach you, right? So I tell people to, to look at their track record of their success and also the success of others that they've been able to duplicate. If you don't see a good track record of that, you're probably better at not investing with them. I love that. And that's such a simple thing to do. Find out their track record. But there's still so many people just because they're watching Instagram video or a Facebook video that will pay these people thousands of pounds or thousands of dollars. It's, it, it really frustrates me in the UK because there's so many of them. And I'm sure America, obviously, to hell up. It's, oh, a, much it's, bigger, a, it's a much bigger place. So I'm sure there's a much more of them. Um, but, but you're so right. The, the, the answer to that and to not get caught out is so simple is to do your digging, check the person out, find out if they've done it themselves and if they've taught other people. And you're, you're also right when you said that about someone who's really good at something, that doesn't mean that they can coach somebody because mm -hmm. I, I find that on my own companies, the, the top salespeople, so some of the top salespeople, can't articulate what they do. So I ask them, you know, how do you do all of these sales and how do you do this? How do you do that? And they're like, well, I just work hard. They, they can't, they're really good at it, the high performance, but they can't articulate. So just because someone's really good at wholesaling or buying properties or developing or whatever, doesn't yeah. mean they're a good coach as well. And I think that's a good, that's another really good, really good point. So, so for, for you, what makes because there might be people listening to this in the UK that are interested in becoming a coach that are actually good at what the job and they can teach. What makes a good, obviously the experience, yes, but what, yeah. what else makes a good coach? For you? Yeah, good question. So what makes a good coach is one, believing in the clients more than they believe in themselves because outside of you giving them the, excuse me, outside of the, you giving them the information and knowledge that they need, the insight, you also have to instill a lot of faith in that person because a lot of times they can't see the success for themselves. And so you're, you, I tell people, you're either borrowing somebody's faith or borrowing somebody's fear. And so they are looking to you to borrow the faith that it's going to work, whatever that is that you're teaching them. So you have to continually giving them that faith that it's going to work, one. Two, you have to learn how to break stuff down almost in a fifth grade level. Um, <clears throat> breaking it down in an elementary way where somebody can really be able to, you know, um, be, be able to really understand the things that you're teaching them. Because if you're a person that's been in business for 10 years and you know all the terminology and everything else, a lot of people can't grasp you speed at a high level, right? And so you had to know how to say, okay, you know what? How can I teach this down to a fifth grade level? And the best way I would tell you to do that, Terry, is really just understanding storytelling. If you can tell stories around something of like you're teaching something and you can make it a story that's relatable, 
that's how people start to grasp and understand things because now the story connects the dots of like what I'm trying to teach. Yes, yeah, so it's not just telling them how to do it. It's, it's ex- and uh, yeah, I agree, breaking it down, definitely. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the story thing's interesting as well. Um, but have you got any examples of that? What, what would yeah, like absolutely. I'll give you an example. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I'm sure in London, y'all got McDonald's, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. McDonald's is everywhere, right? So yeah. um, <clears throat> one, of the, one of the strategies that I tell people when it comes to um, if you have a course and you have what we call the funnel, which is basically an option for people to buy multiple things from you. So I tell people that in order for you to increase how much you make per sale, right, per customer that comes into your online course or store program or whatever, the way to increase how much you make per person is by having multiple things. And McDonald's is the perfect example of having a funnel because what they used to do is they would lead you in with a lot of times kids, 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 what they did, they had Ronald McDonald or they had the little play area, right? And so that was what we call a lead magnet. That would lead you in to come do business with them, to come get some food from the kids. Oh, mom, can I go get a happy meal? Mom, can I go play? And then now you bring in yourself, your kids into McDonald's. Second of all, they have, let's say a cheeseburger, right? A double quarter pounder or whatever, Big Mac, all the stuff. And they understood that, okay, in order for us to make more money per customer, we need to have, again, multiple things. So what they would do is they would say, all right, you're gonna, you don't want another burger, you're gonna want some fries with it. So, right, so they would say, hey, would you like to turn it into a meal? Would you like to add a drink with it, right? So now you're having an option for someone to come in and not just buy a quarter pounder, but they can get the fries up with it. They can get the drink with it to wash that meal down. And then what did they add on to it? Hey, would you like to supersize that, right? Upsell, yeah, yeah. Upsell, right? And so all of these different things allowed them to make more money per customer that came into McDonald's. It's the same thing with your online course. With your online course, you can have an order bump on your page where you're just adding something very small for them to add to their order, like some French fries to increase the order value. After they do that, then they can go to an upsell page and be sold something that will cause future problems in a sense, right? So what I mean by that is like in McDonald's, when you're eating, you're going to be thirsty, right? So that makes sense to get a drink. When you're selling a course, let's say you have, for instance, a course that is has one part of the one part of the transaction that you need. So in real estate, you may be teaching people how to find deals. Well, the next thing you're going to need is buyers. So that can be an upsell, right? So it's yeah. it's just naturally taking people down that path to be able to spend more money with you. And McDonald's taught me that early on back in the 90s, you know. And so that's how I teach people how to look at upsells and things. And they say, oh, man, it makes a lot of sense because most people really don't understand upsells and how, or how to make more money per customer on, on your course. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great example. And as you were saying that, you, you, you write that, that analogy will probably stick with me now that you've said it in that way. Whereas if you just told us, 
you need an online store, but then you need other products that you can sell. There is obviously I've heard that before, mm-hmm. and everyone's aware of that. And because there's plenty of examples of just doing on a website, but right. the way the way you brought in McDonald's, I think that's a really it's a really powerful way of teaching that. I think um, yeah, I can see obviously why you do you do so well, but you know using using examples like that. Um, yeah. Okay, so so what? Let's just go down and maybe it's a different route because do, do you teach? Do you teach all different types of entrepreneurs? It's not just property, is it? It's, is it any type of entrepreneur who wants to yeah. bring in some sort of coaching to, to their to them? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, we we teach a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm, I'm working with so many different people. I have a client that we have a course called Fifteen and Fifteen, and um, it's basically showing you how to work out fifteen minutes a day to get your heart pumping to add fifteen years to your life. Um, so we have that. I have uh, another guy that we work with that he's done really, really well. He hit the six-figure mark, and his course is called Government Cheese, and he's showing you how to work with the government here and basically get paid off of different things from running social media to all different strategies in different ways. Um, so yeah, I work with all different types of entrepreneurs. I mean, relationship coaches. Um, I work with divorce coach actually as well too. Uh, so That's yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird because I'm on both sides of the spectrum, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we work with all different type of people. I tell everybody this, and this is the reason why I wrote my book. Most people think that, man, I need some type of uh, certification. I need somebody that is saying that I am able to be a coach, and it's not true. Um, as long as you have the knowledge and a passion to teach others, and you're a couple of steps above somebody, you can be a coach. All right. Now, will it be a paid coach or not? That's really up to you. But you can be able to help somebody else. And what I learned early on as a mentor um, or early on, excuse me, from my mentor was that if you are good at something, Terry, you're selfish if you're not helping other people, because there are other people that are out there that are struggling that needs the help that you have as far as you being an expertise in your and what you do. And you're not sharing that with the world, whether you do it as a coach for, uh, you know, as paid or whether you do it for free, you're doing a disservice to the world. And when he told me that, I was like, man, he's right, right? Because if you're good at something naturally that comes easy to you, why aren't you helping others? Why are you keeping that just to yourself and being stingy? And that always resonated with me a lot. I, I, I'm in agreement with you there. And I think I've had similar conversations with people. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of training sessions in the UK with mainly around life insurance. That's my main business. It's a life okay. insurance brokerage. So we train other companies or train even our competitors. I'll do sessions just to help them because ultimately, if I help other financial advisors to sell more life insurance, more families get life insurance, which is a good thing. But some people have said to me like, why would you help a competitor or why would you, why would you do that? But there's enough, there's enough business to go around. Mm -hmm. one. It's not like if I teach them, they're going to take my clients. That's that's (laughs) the wrong mindset, isn't it? There's an abundance of of people who need life Mm -hmm. insurance. And I think kind of what you're saying there is the same thing. You're being selfish by thinking if I teach this person what I know, they're somehow going to take something away from me. That's not the case. Right. You're just helping them who's then going to help other people. And the impact you can make with that is huge, right? I mean, the impact you must be. I mean, how, how many people oh. do you coach or how, how have you coached? Is it hundreds? Yeah, or absolutely. I mean, 
Oh man, um, in our course, we've had about 5,000 people come through our real estate courses. Um, as far as the coaches that we're working with, we got about 30 clients that we're working with. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot over the past few years. I've had a lot of success stories. I, I got literally a decade worth of testimonials on YouTube. And so um, I'm blessed. You know, I've been more of a, a, a just happy and fulfilled with blessing others, you know, showing other people that have been able to take the knowledge that I've had and create six figures, even seven figure businesses is good because for me, I said, when I passed away, when it's my time and it's my, you know, I'm, I'm going in the dirt. I want people at my funeral to not talk about how much money I made, to talk about how I impacted their lives. And that's a big goal for me. Um, I want people to remember me and I want my legacy to be about how I help people, even if it was just a conversation that changed the shift in their mind. And so I'm able to do that with this. And that is why I love what I do. Mm. Love that. It's really powerful um, vision, isn't it? And when you do, the, when that's the reason you do what you do, I think it's not just about money, is it? You're going to achieve more if that's your vision, opposed to I want to make six figures, seven figures. When unfortunately, that's what some people are like. It's just purely money. That's why they try <laughs> making outrageous claims. Right, some, people, right. some people in the UK, they literally, there's these courses where it's like, you'll be financially free in seven days. And I'm just like, seven days? Come on. Seven nah, days. That's what they're saying. Seven days. And I'm like, that's that's not possible. Like, but, but people are, there's hundreds of comments, thousands of likes, people buying this guy's courses. And I'm just like, what on earth? Like seven days. That, seven, that is, exactly. That's ridiculous, man. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Um, I've got, got a couple of questions um I want to ask you, just that came to mind when you were talking there. So you talked about once you get them in your funnel and you've got them, it's then about um having more offerings to obviously mm -hmm. maximize the amount of things that you sell to that that particular client. What's your advice on the actual funnel? Is that is a lot of your stuff? Do you teach that first of all? And is it online stuff or is it seminars? What's your advice on how to how to get people in your funnel? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's all different funnels for different reasons. So one of the simplest ways to get started is having a funnel online where you're getting them to opt in one. So you're having some very powerful information that you're giving them away, or it could be, which is called a lead magnet. So it could be a PDF, it could be a checklist, it could be a free report, it could be a video, a webinar, but you're having something where you're exchanging some value over to get their contact information. Once you do that, um, one of the simplest ways to go out there and uh, sell something is having what we call a video sales letter. It's a video that is uh, basically showing the benefit of what they'll get when they buy your course, but then it also has sales copy text on that page to, again, show them the benefits of them learning real estate or learning how to do Airbnbs or whatever the case may be, whatever it is they're teaching. Um, so that is a simple funnel you can use and then have, of course, upper bumps, upsells. Um, but that's, or you can go, like I said, a webinar route where you're getting them into opting to get to going to online training and they're going to sit with you for 45 to 60 minutes and you're teaching them what to do, not the how, but you're selling the how, which is them buying your course. 
Um, so that's another option as well, too. But those are some of the simple strategies uh, to do. And then one last thing is you might have a five minute explainer video. And then what you're doing is you're just getting them to book a call and then you're going to sell something over the phone. So those are the three strategies, three funnels that we teach um, that are simplest to implement. Of course, you have a, you could do a live event and, you know, things like that, a virtual event. Those take a little bit more uh, work and time. They are really effective, but it's a lot more into it. So we don't really focus too much on that because we deal with a lot of uh, content creators or coaches that are still at the beginning stage and they don't even know how to really sell our market. So those are the three funnels that we focus on teaching. Love that. I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. And, and what would you say, because in my view, a lot of things happen in America before they happen in the UK. Right, right, right. right. It tends to happen over there first and it gradually comes over here. Um, is there any particular industries that you feel is really, really good for coaching over there? Um, or any, any up-and-coming sort of industries or types of coaches over there that, that maybe is going to really work in the work currently and work in the future? Um, I can't say. I mean, the, the thing is that, like, it, our, us as humans, period, no matter where we're at, we all want the same thing, right? So when you look at it, a lot of us want wealth. So anything that has to come with earning money and gaining wealth, it's going to work as a coach. Because again, it doesn't matter if you're in Africa, like you want to make more money, you know? Um, so any in that business, whether again, stocks, it can be crypto, it can be uh, real estate, it can be, you know, Airbnbs, life insurance. I know a lot of people actually, you tell me life insurance. I know a lot of people that are making money, showing people how to become their own bank through life insurance. So any of that industry is always going to be great because we're naturally, especially in America, we're naturally a capitalist country and greedy. So those work really good. Um, but health, health, health is, is a good industry to be in. And uh, it's a billion dollar industry to teach in that lane as well. And then relationships. You know, I don't know how it is out there in London where you're at, but relationships don't work that great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's always people that's, that's everywhere. Teaching. That's everywhere. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so there's always that lane as well that you can teach people either how to better the relationship. For some people, we're showing them how to get away from the relationship because it's toxic and it's not a good relationship. So, yeah, th those are those are the things that I, I believe that. It doesn't matter where you're at in the world. Those are always going to be, you know, very good, good niches to be in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. I'm just thinking there might, there might be people in the UK that, that are thinking about this. Um, and yeah, I think people are always going to want to make money. People are always going to want to get healthier. And people are always going to want to be happy at home. So um, <laughs> that's recession proof, right? That ain't, that ain't going anywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I love that. I think it's been a really different episode, Chris. And thank you for sharing your knowledge and, and your expertise. And I think you made a lot of sense and you made some really good points. And I advise anybody, you know, listening to this, if you want, if you're thinking about being a coach, being a coach uh, reach out to Chris. He knows his stuff clearly. Um, if someone does want to reach out to you, Chris, what's the where's the best place for them to follow you or to to connect or to reach out? Absolutely. So you can go to my Instagram, which is at Detroit Mogul. I know there's a lot of fake ones out there, but it's only I only have one page. So <laughs> D, yeah, Detroit Mogul, you can connect with me on there. And then I have 
some uh, free resources, uh, books and stuff. Yeah, like I said, my book is out. So those, if you want to grab my book, you can go on Amazon. You can get it from there um, as well. So what's it? What's the book called? It's called Internet Landlord. I'll show you. Uh, it's on Amazon and I do have it on my website as well, too. Um, All right, great. Internet Landlord. Great. I'm going to get myself a copy. But um, yeah, no, Chris, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate your time. I uh, hope you have a fantastic day and look forward to catching up soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Hi, everyone. Just before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more attention the podcast gets. And then it enables me to get even better guests and give even more inspiration and even more motivation to you guys. So I'd really appreciate it if you popped onto Apple Podcasts, left us a review, shared the podcast with your friends and family, and plenty on social media to try and grow the podcast, which enables me to inspire you guys even more. Thank you so much. I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate it and have a fantastic day.